Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I say welcome to the podcast and not the spread, because we have a lot to discuss since the last time that we left you. No opening monologue today, no nonsense, just the music to depict that the show is back and can never die. My name is David Juskow. I'm here with my good friend, Guillermo Salazar. Hello. And uh, here's the story. After our last episode, which was the Super Bowl episode, which I think was one of our best episodes because it was a lot of fun and it was a roundtable discussion, something we've never done before. And, you know, we were just talking about betting and nonsense and Super Bowl stuff and, you know, super fun. And, you know, I mean, it was a good time. And uh, the next day uh, after I thought, you know, I did a really good show, I got a call from um, the people at Stand Up New York and they told me the show was canceled. It was Black Friday, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. what they call it. That's what they're calling it. Now they're referring it yeah. to Black Friday. But that's only because I never had a black person on the show. And that is where this stems from. It's uh, Sherrod from Race Wars called up and said, he's got no black people. Because that's the way Sherrod talks. That's true. <laughs> he got no black people on the show, motherfucker. That's exactly how That's he how talks. he talks. Yeah. And... Um, I don't know how you get canceled from a show they don't pay you for, but uh, they, you know, <laughs> chose to humiliate me. I found a new way to be humiliated in this business of show. And um, I was very upset because I really love doing the show. Obviously, I don't care about getting paid. It'd be nice someday, but I really don't care. I enjoy doing the show. I enjoy that my the listeners and, and we, we got up to, you know, a lot of listeners. People were seemed to be seemed to be working. All the way from Albuquerque. How do you know? No, I have no oh. idea, but it sounds good, though. What? Oh, I was thinking uh, of that Mata Hoople song. All the way from Memphis, I think that is. Right. Anyway, um, uh, so I know they really like me over there. Uh, you know, my friend Joe and Jonathan Fatigate, who, you know, kind of started the show from the beginning, gave a young kid a chance, uh, took a chance on a young kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> A kid 20 years his senior. Uh, <laughs> right. But it was funny because when I called Joe or Jonathan um, on that Monday after I, you know, kind of recovered after the Super Bowl, I was in a better mood because I actually turned out I won one of those bo- boxes. Well, I'll tell you in a second. But uh, he was so distraught and felt so bad right. that, you know, I actually had to apologize. No, it's not your fault. Uh, like he turned it <laughs> around in a brilliant way. Where I had to be like, no, it's not, John. You gave me a chance. It's not your fault. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I just have to make the tough decisions. I'm like, it's it's okay, buddy. Don't you know? It's all right. Because then he said, um, because you know, as I said in my last broadcast, my guest last week was Artie Lang, and right. my guest this week was Sarah Silverman, in which I called him and said the show's canceled. Don't come. Right. And he's like, uh, no, you know, you can come the next two weeks if you want to make a transition. I'm like, yeah, of course you want me to come next two weeks because I got Artie and Sarah <laughs> coming to your studio. Fuck you. Right. Uh, you know, I was pissed. I I didn't want to be rude to him. He's been nothing but nice. We had a deal that said it would go to the Super Bowl and I went to or the it Super said until the end of December and he let go to the Super Bowl at least. And uh, then they, they didn't want it anymore. They said I could still use the SoundCloud site. But anyway, we're taping it at my house. Yes, the studios. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> I like taping in the stand-up lab studios. I enjoyed it there. It felt professional. It was good. I I don't mind doing it at my house, but it's not as festive. I have a good apartment. 
You do. The thing I'm worried about is that uh, where we tape, I have a very large apartment. I'm not bragging. I'm only saying it because I'm worried about echoing oh, I and see. that it won't. Uh, Sounds pretty good it so does far. Sound good in our headphones. Yeah. Um, it, it's a very big living room. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and the funny, and it's not carpeted. And in the bedroom, where it would probably be better to do it because it's carpeted right. and it's a smaller place. Um, There's and a it's got a better cat over there, though. <laughs> and it's got a better view. Um, and sometimes the cat will be joining us uh, today. <laughs> but it's got a better view of the city. You see the 59th Street Bridge. You right. see the East River. Right. I mean, that seems where you want to do a late night podcast in your bedroom. But that's yeah. awkward. Right. So <laughs> like next week, I'm planning on having this girl, Mary, who, you know, she's a new friend and she loves the Oscars. and She's hilarious because she's really young. Right. She's really into the Oscars. If I tell her, <laughs> well, the podcast changed. It's <laughs> now it's in my I do it in my bedroom. Right. Close the door, please. I think she'd go for it. Like, I think she'd be like, oh, that sounds good because. It shouldn't seem too bright, you know. Like she would just be, like, oh, that's a, you know, that's Hope the she kind listen of to your podcast. Yeah, I know she doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like she doesn't seem bright in a fun way, right? Where I think she's a fun girl, you know, she kind of got that Indiana thing going, where she'd just be like, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, at least it's by my house because she lives, you know, up where I live a little bit. So right. I think she would do it. Right. Plus, I mean, you know, the bedroom's nice. It's it is a nice bedroom, but it's awkward. It's awkward, and there's that creepy cat that will stop. <laughs> I feel Do you like see her? No, but I feel like she's going to pounce on well, her. Well, she was uh, here earlier on the table today, so she may be joining. We set up a mic just in case. And uh, her <laughs> name is Selena. And, uh, no, <laughs> it's already old. Uh, but she might be joining us later. And there's, um, I mean, that's the thing. you know. It's, uh, that's, she's going to be the third party now. Selena right. might join us on the show. We never know. She does pop in and out. I think it's good. There's a lot of history in these studios. The Puppet Fix was filmed here. <laughs> That's and, right. Puppet um, Fix you can see on YouTube, but please don't go there. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it feels right in a spiritual way. I've been doing, like, football stuff. I've been waiting to do, like, a football show for so many years. I used to do one with puppets that make picks. I mean, I love doing football. Exactly. Now, the thing is, now I can change the podcast. I'm going to change the, the artwork. I don't think I'm going to call it the spread anymore. I don't want to. I don't have to. I'm just going to call it the Dave Juskow show or something. Or what I really want to call it is the Nightfly, as I told you, but you think that's stupid. <laughs> I just don't is, think anyone's going to get this reference. Who cares? Like, it's just that's a great name for it. The artwork I'm going to put up is this album cover, and I've been talking about it a couple times on the podcast before, where it's this old Donald Fagan album from Steely Dan, <laughs> right. where it's he's sitting as a late night DJ, you know, like at two in the morning doing right. a show. Right. And I just put my face in. Right. No, I get it. But and that's I look the skinny exact, in the photo. That's the exact connotation you're giving that you're like going to give romance advice to like the four lonely bachelors out in New York City that are listening at 3 a.m. When you, well, no, but he on that thing looks <laughs> like he's just playing music and he's a late night DJ with right. coffee and cigarettes. Right, right. I never even thought about that, <laughs> that that's what would give. So if you're thinking that. Well, just the name And then if you call it the night flying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I see your point. <laughs> exactly. That's what the album was named. And I think I can just rip off the whole thing. I kind of like. The Nightfly with yeah. Dave Juskow. I don't know, but I guess I'll just call it the Dave Juskow. If you can get Donald Fagan to be on your podcast, that would be a good way to You start. know, there was a period of time when I was in a band with his uh, stepson, <laughs> me and Attell. Attell was the drummer. <laughs> I have footage. Okay, it's Donald Fagan's stepson. <laughs> Dave Attell is the drummer, and I'm the singer. We were called the, the Fellas. That's wrong on so many levels. Uh, and Dave Attell was so funny. He was such a good drummer. And then we interviewed the band later, and I have all the footage. Italian drum? Yeah. 
He's a drummer? Yeah, he does. He's great. We couldn't believe it. We were all so high, and we're like, wait, what's <laughs> this is your comic friend? And uh, so I'm like, so so how long you've been out of prison? Uh, his name was Afterbirth. That was his character in the band. How long you've been out of prison? He goes, ever since I've been out of reform school. Like, he just had the answers, even back then. This right. is like 1988. Yeah, wow. And he just always had the answers. <laughs> He's quick. He was good back then, and we knew it then, and uh, that footage is hilarious. Um, I was mad at myself for doing that because um, I felt I wasn't good enough in the band. Right, right. <laughs> I had nothing to bring. I couldn't memorize lyrics. I was trying to do Michael Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> but I was wearing an earring and I had a leather jacket. Right. That's creepy, but but cool. Um, so I had some hair, so it was okay. I'm still trying to get over the fact that Attell plays drums. He could do yeah. his own rim shots. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's what he was doing. <laughs> I think At first I called him Mr. Aerosmith. Um but then he went by Afterbirth. That's a good one. Yeah, and my friend Greg, we used to do the show. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I've been trying to, I just, I like talking about, I like talking about football. I like talking about everything. But the past, the people I've been talking to, do I, I mean, now I, the football's over. Right. So what do I talk about? All right, right. Do I still talk about sports a little bit? A little bit. Sure. Nobody likes this time of the year. If you like football, this time of the year is horrible. But, you know, you can get into March Madness and people get into March Madness that don't like football. I've always wanted to do a football show for people that don't like football. Right. That's the way I run my office football pool. Uh, that's that's the way I run everything. It, I, I cater it for people that don't care for football. But I just like to talk about football. So my friend Scotty that was on the show last week, who was hilarious, yeah. the little gay guy that loves Black Cock, um, <laughs> what? What did I say? No, no I I'm didn't. just kidding. <laughs> but I'm not kidding. Um, no, he admitted it. He he loves all cock or specifically black cock. Specifically, big black cock. Big I've seen some cock. of the guys he goes out with. I'm like, oh my god, what's the matter? And he's a tiny boy. He shops in the boys' department. Is he a, a top or a bottom? How does that work? I have no idea. Oh. I, sometimes I can't ask those questions. That's fascinating. Uh, is it so, stuff I don't want to know? <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's a delight, and he's. Um, you know, Liza Minnelli's publicist. So he is the gayest <laughs> of all gay. So to have him on my show to talk about football yeah. is hilarious. And he was hilarious last week. That's I don't awesome. know if you heard the show. That- he was so funny because we brought him on. We were with these degenerate gambler guys. And then we had him on. I'm like, no, you know, can you help us? What is Katy Perry opening with? <laughs> How long will right. Adina Menzel's long? He got everything right. Of course. He said Adina Menzel's song would go longer than the two minutes. And it did by 204. And I won on that. And I was very happy. And I lost every bet after that, but that's not the important thing. Right. Because as you know, as you were there at the Super Bowl party, we're two weeks removed, so do you want to even talk about the Super Bowl? But I won one of those Super Bowl boxes. You did. We won a thousand bucks, and then we went over to the bar immediately. You're like, where's my money? Yeah, it's where's my money? I want my money. Henry, I deserve my money. It's my money. I want it. And you brought muscle along to intimidate. That's right. I bought you and I bought two other gay guys. (laughs) Two other, sorry. Three. Uh, I bought a Mexican and two gay guys and a Jew. And we went, this is how the joke opens. (laughs) A Mexican, a Jew, and two gay guys walk into a bar and demand $1,000 from the bartender. It's true. None of us got arrested. But uh, that was perfect. I needed that badly because I had lost... Some money that day. I, yeah. I put everything kind of on the Seahawks. And um, <laughs> and at halftime, when I usually switch up, there was no reason to because it was tied. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I still don't know. Right. So I don't know. Whatever happened, happened. And uh, that's the thing. However, the point of this story is the people that listen to the show, Scotty put out to his people. His people are all gay and lesbian. They tweeted and put out like, you know, I don't like football. 
and I've heard this from many people, but they loved the show. Right. They listened. They it turned out they listened. I found myself listening for the whole hour because, <laughs> yeah. and then he put it in a point that I like talking about the pop culture of sports, mm-hmm. and that's what I think is what I like doing. Yeah, it's true. Well, that's your forte. I should say. because even on the Artie Lang show, I don't want to talk about. You know, nonsense, I, and you know, statistics and right. all the boring stuff that I don't even like listening to when I listen to the sports stations. And why do I listen to the sports stations? I like live talk. Right. I like the Nightfly guy. I like the late night radio where people call in. Yeah. And you have stuff. I mean, I wish I could do that and take calls we, we and talk do, to people. We could do that. Can't really take live calls, though. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, not live true. to things. So. That's true. I've taken calls before. We had the wonderful John Vitti from the Boston Globe. And right. that was a really great phone call. Sarah, of course. Yeah. but. And we got it, you know, a little better with the phone operation, and we'll figure it out later. And I don't know if we're going to do it from my uh, apartment all the time. I mean, this is, seems to be working out well. I guess yeah. we'll listen. We'll let people let right. us know if they like it. Right. Um, I'd still like to get a studio. I feel I like to. I mean, this is really comfortable. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm pretty yeah, happy in, here, especially you're in your underwear. I'm in my. I, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> right. I could never do that. I could never do... Uh, even if I was doing a podcast where you weren't here... Right. And I was just doing it by myself, I, I would have to wear pants. Yeah. I, I, I just don't feel like a person not wearing pants. I mean, this odd. is what I do all day long. I don't wear pants. Right. So I have to dress up and wear pants. Otherwise, I'm just not comfortable. It's true. Even when I'm talking on the phone, I got to wear pants. I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like people are looking at me or something. Right, you know, right. or, or maybe the laptop's open and it's, uh, you know, somebody's recording. Yeah, you're Skyping. As I saw on the show Arrow the other day. Ah. Uh. I did not do that. Oh, it happened. But the thing is, so, you know, I don't know what we're going to. I mean, I know what I'll talk about this week. I got some topics. We'll, of course, talk about television. There's other stuff happening. And I guess I'll just talk about the stuff that I like to talk about. And Go for it. And you've got all oh, you're never going to run out of material. Never going to so run out of material because, you know, it's it's Dave Juskow's <laughs> spin and his guests and right. whatever happens. I mean. That's what you're in for. You seem to like it. We will definitely talk about some March Madness, and we'll talk about some playoff hockey. That you know, I'm not gonna. I, I don't even know how hockey is played. You know, I mean, if you tell me like uh, that's Scotty Gomez. I mean, so you know, I know some of the names. You know, everybody right. knows I like the Devils. Uh, he's a forward. I'm like, oh, uh, that's great. Right, a right. forward. That's <laughs> so. What does that happen then? You know, like, yeah. I I don't know a lot of the stuff. Maybe I should. The ins and the outs of the. I game. know about gambling, right? And I know about winning and losing, and I like losing rooting for mostly, a team. I yes, I definitely know about losing, but I like rooting for a team, and I like the Devils, and I like playoff hockey, even if the Devils aren't going to be in, which they're not. Um, playoff hockey is great, and it's sure. exciting, and I don't know whether you, I, yeah, you. You've been on the phone with me where I've explained games to yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's kind of fun. I'm like, <laughs> no, if he hits a three now, <laughs> it's going to be tight. And nobody thought that was going to happen. It's true. Uh, well, where you I, just I, listen because you don't have TV. I, it's true. I do have a radio. But I, I think, you know, what, what I think you love about sports and like everything else is like you love the drama aspect. You know, it's like the drama of sports. is like the drama. It's like movies and TV. Like it's there's a drama aspect that makes it fun for you. It's not so much like the the rules of the game and the logistics. It's like the dramatic element. Right. And this is why I've always said soccer will never be popular in this country <laughs> because unfortunately, what's more dramatic than a clock, a clock that counts down. Right. It's true. So football, basketball and hockey, there is always a clock that counts down. Now, Football, why is it so exciting? Well, every, even though when you're at a game, it's so dull, they're (laughs) hanging around for hours just talking. And, you know, while you're in a commercial break, they're just talking. 
Right. And but every forty seconds, it gets exciting. You don't know what's going to happen. It's true. A lot of it's boring, but a lot of it's great. And of course, at the end, the countdown. The countdown. It's going <laughs> right. to zero. What's better than that? Basketball, kind of the same thing, but it doesn't have the drama because that last minute is the slowest they got to fix that <laughs> it's i mean if you want people to enjoy basketball in the future you right. got to do something about just the, the free throws and the free throws and the boring right. so it's not as exciting but still it's a countdown clock and you still have your eventually it's going to get to double zeros right, right and when that last minute shot hits and that red light goes on and right. if he makes it i mean there is nothing more exciting it's true in soccer what's happening if you don't know about soccer all right i you know i only watch it every four years right i'm like Wait, it's 90 minutes. Why isn't it ending? You know, I mean, if you don't know, I mean, somebody can explain the rules, but it's like, oh, no, they, they add on extra time. Well, right. where is the excitement here? I mean, it was exciting. I get it now as watching is. some of it, but the countdown clock, I mean, it's like a movie. It's the drama. It's I, I the built-in drama. I, no, I get that, although I, I will say in defense of soccer, there's nothing more dramatic than penalty kicks. Like, well, that's true, that I suppose, is, you but know, it still might not be the end of the game. If it ends the game, then yes, that's dramatic. Well, that, no, but it, I, I mean the overtime penalty kicks. Oh, absolutely. If that's the end of the game, but then yeah. the other team still gets to play. Right, so, like you get your five, they get their five. Yeah, so, I mean, it's okay, but it's still not the countdown clock. It's what every movie, yeah. it's what, you know, the end of Goldfinger. <laughs> it, ends on, it lands on 007, you know. <laughs> it always lands on 007 or 1, even though they made fun of it in Galaxy Quest, remember? Right. That's right, it always ends on 1. Because <laughs> uh, remember, they stopped it. Why won't it end? Oh, that's right, it always ends on 1 in the script. Right, right. Uh, you know, which is classic. But, um, so that's the plan, really. Listen, I hope you stay with the show. I really want to keep doing it. I really like it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Maybe we'll move it around, but I'll always let you know what's happening. And right now you can still find it in the same place on SoundCloud. And That's right. We'll just keep it going. So let's um, start the show. We're already 20 minutes in, but there was a lot to explain. And um, let's uh, open it up with uh, we. I don't think we need to do that. Oh, you know, I did hear um, just really quickly to end it with uh, the football thing. Two things. Um, I don't know whether you heard about this, but. <laughs> You remember the halftime show with Katy Perry? Yeah, of course. Well, there's a guy that's selling left shark souvenirs. <laughs> remember she was dancing with those sharks? Yeah, yeah. Well, he made a souvenir of the left shark, and now he's being sued. Oh, really? I don't know how you can sued over a shark. Yeah. I, I don't know how Katy Perry has the sh copyright on sharks. On that specific shark, If anyone, shark, I would have thought it would have been Steven Spielberg, maybe, if, <laughs> if there was you know, a thing, but... Um, I did see a lot of, uh, you know, internet jokes with that same stupid shark all that next week. Oh, so I'm sure. Clearly... That shark touched uh, touched something deep down. Also, the uh, NFL is, uh, you know, they're opening a committee to bring a team out to L.A., which they've been talking about for years, but it looks like they're really trying to make it happen. I don't know why. I mean, there hasn't been one there in 20 years. It seems like no one cares. L.A. football team again? Like the Raiders, you mean? Yeah. Well, they w there's, there is no team in well, L.A. Right. Now. I mean, but like the Raiders used to be. Right. They want to bring... Well, like the Rams used to be, and they can, they talking about moving the St. Louis Rams back to Los Angeles. They right. used to be the Los Angeles Rams. Right. I mean... I'm not wrong, know, though. I don't like Los Angeles very much. Yeah. But if you haven't had a team for 20 years, it seems to me like nobody's making any rallies <laughs> or right. no one seems to care. Right. And I told you, you know, how I feel about football out there when I was at Jimmy Kimmel's house. and Sure. I don't think anybody gives a crap. I, I mean, I can see why they want to do it just for financial reasons, but 
I'm sure people will get into it once it's there, but it seems like no one cares. Right. Everybody from Los Angeles is from somewhere else. Right. So everyone, you know, is rooting for Cleveland or they're rooting for Baltimore. They're right. rooting where they're originally from. Right. And if you're missing a franchise for 20 years, I mean, look at the Browns. Look at Cleveland. They lost or look at Baltimore. Look at how it works. Baltimore, the Colts left in the middle of the night. And everybody <laughs> knows the story. They left in the middle of the night. Right. And they, they were furious and they moved to Indianapolis. And then, I mean, it took a while, but they bought, but that was a long time ago before things were moving around. Of right. course, they bought the franchise back to Baltimore. But then, because that was Cleveland who moved out of Cleveland and moved to Baltimore, became the Baltimore Ravens. They used to be the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. For, for a couple of years, Cleveland didn't have a team, but just a couple of years because Cleveland was going crazy. Right. Because what are you supposed to do in Cleveland right. without football? Yes. I mean, that's a nightmare. It's true. If that happened in New York, I mean, there would be an outrage. People love their football here. But in Los Angeles, no, obviously they don't care. They keep going back and forth. People keep coming. People keep leaving. Oakland goes to, they start in Oakland. They go to LA. Then they go back to Oakland. They've been talking about moving the San Diego Chargers to Los Angeles. Clearly no one cares. It's true. So why do they keep doing it? It's a bunch of jerk-offs out there anyway. Nobody (laughs) wants a team out there. Although uh, I'd go, I guess, if... uh, People don't know how to tailgate in Los Angeles. I defy. Are you kidding? I defy this this committee. This committee owes an apology. This committee owes an apology. This committee owes an apology. I'm sorry, it's my favorite. <laughs> uh, I can't get enough. If of um they asked you to name the team, what would you name the LA team? Uh, the LA Jerkoffs. <laughs> the LA Lightweights. Right. Or the LA Sissy Nannies. Those That's what they were, but you know they really nannies. they want to put a team in London. I got that from the Family Guy because they're called the London Cincinnati's. A London they want NFL a, team. They were very much. That doesn't talk, make any sense. They have three games this year. They're all starting at nine thirty a.m. now, so it's two o'clock Eastern instead of the eight o'clock. So they last time right. for the first couple of years they did it at one o'clock, so they just you didn't even know it was being played in London. Right now they're starting the games at nine thirty in okay. the morning here. Right or. 6.30 in the morning in Los Angeles, which is actually <laughs> super fun. Actually, I would love to go to a bar yeah, that's, and watch the London n- game. Now you understand why there's so many soccer fans in the U.S. That's exactly what they do. That is so much fun. And the Jets are playing the Dolphins this year on like October 4th. Uh-huh. I kind of want to go to L.A. and watch that game at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> but, I, but I must have strict assurance yeah. that those bars will be open and serving alcohol. Yeah, I don't know about that. Because the problem with L.A., it's not a problem, but I love going to L.A. because the game started 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. And I like going to this one place um, in Santa Monica Pier. I like going at 8 in the morning because you know, like, it's all tailgating stuff. Right. I wake up that time anyway. Hang around the pier. because well, I mean, what a difference from going to the Meadowlands parking lot. <laughs> okay. Hanging on the ocean. Right. Hang around there for a little bit. Have some coffee. Then go to Barney's Beanery where they have all the TVs at 9 o'clock. Start drinking. I'm already hammered by the time the game's on. And then you like driving around drunk on the L.A. freeway? My favorite. I never take the freeways. I would take the back roads. You're an idiot if you get caught in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) But you know they arrest white people there. Even so, so you're in trouble, right? But it's not like here. But it's like it's all Jews running Hollywood, right? So don't you have a lot of connections? No, no, they arrest anybody there. They're oh. pretty strict, right? They arrest they arrest all the celebrities. You've seen it, right? It's they true. arrest. I mean, I don't have to worry about that, <laughs> but they arrest white people there. I see. So I have to worry about that. I see. It's very dangerous to drive drunk there. Gotcha. Here, I can pretty much get away with anything. Right. Right. Uh, being a white male who lives in Manhattan in Manhattan is fine. From New Jersey, if they find out I live in Manhattan, 
problematic. Yes. But um, I have a Jersey license. I'm a Jersey guy. Right. So usually, you're all right. You know, it's a hit or miss. It depends whether you're polite. Right. Which, you know, how many times I got to tell people, um, <laughs> you know, my black friends, I'm like, look, can you be a little polite? To I know it's a tough time, uh, you know, in this uh, decade, but I'm just saying. It helps to grease. It helps to be like, I'm sorry, officer. I mean, listen, there's many times the officer is just going to be like, hey, boy, you know, like, he's hey, I'm always very polite with those guys. And they're always jerks to me. So I get well, you're it. Mexican. I know, but I'm always very, you know, respectful. Like, you know, you're a troublemaker. Look at you. I know. They asked me if I have big knives. Is that true? Yeah, I got pulled over. And they, do you have any big knives under the seat? That's hilarious. It was really weird. Remember what happened to me when I left your house that day? I had the broken taillight. Uh, and they stopped me, and I had a bucket of chicken in the car. And, <laughs> right. and they're like, they were just, uh, just get out of here. And I'm like, no, I, swear, I just tried to fix that thing. Can you believe? And then the officer was like, hey, that's a cool phone. Where did you get it? I have a completely different experience than true. any of the people I know have. It's true. Um, I was like, do you, I mean, I know I got the bucket of, it's very obvious what I'm up to tonight. Do you guys want some chicken? Or, <laughs> I don't know. You know, you just want to be polite, but. Um, I understand yeah. uh, the other side of it. It's, you know, it's very... I, I just am fortunate to not have experience. No, I get it. Junction. I get it. And it is I mean, it's advice. the one thing that I get where, where I'm you know, not Jewish on that particular day. Right. I'm white. Right. It's a kind of a dream come true. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. It's a good advice to always be polite to cops. Now, let's talk about the Grammys. Okay. Uh, because they were last week. Now, um, as you know... There was a lot of controversy. <laughs> sort of. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right, but it's kind of ridiculous controversy. Well, this Kanye West is a major troublemaker. <laughs> now, this guy just doesn't, speaking of black people, <laughs> this guy just doesn't get it. It's true. Uh, but he almost has good reason. I'm going to point it out in a second. I'm just looking for if I have any other notes on it. Okay, so, um, yeah, let's just get to it. Now, I found the Grammys to be quite dull. Uh, I was going back and forth, going back and forth. Now, here's the uh, here's the deal. This is the the uh, this is Beck. And he won album of the year. And for some reason, like rock album of the year (laughs) for this song, it's called Blue Moon off his Morning Phase album. Now, right now, I can see Kanye West going, what the (laughs) fuck? Memo, you like this kind of music, so... Yeah, you know, I was never a big Beck fan, actually. Really? I, I would think but you I can, would be. I, yeah, I don't know why I'm not, but I, I, I respect... I get that he's very talented, so I'm not... A, I get that why he won the grant, the, you know, the award. Well, the thing is, take a look at the... Uh, the action is, is that you figure a guy like this, it's kind of what I always talk about the Oscars, uh, Al Pacino won for Scent of a Woman. He didn't win for Scent of a Woman. That's <laughs> no, not his best role. No, by far, that was a terrible. He won for a body of work. Right. So let's look at this as his body of work. Exactly. Now, you might remember this one from 20 years ago. Yes. Right. That was a legendary big, that was, yeah. one. Yeah. But think about how mad Kanye West is at this song. Right. Where he's white <laughs> and he's trying to rap. Right. <laughs> right. But it's a great song. Yeah, well, no, it's fun. Two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> I had no idea he was white, actually, when I first oh. heard it. And this was one of actually my favorite songs from about uh, nine years, like five years after that. Is this from Weddle? 
Uh, no. I don't remember the name of the album, but it's called Sex Laws. And I, I had this album. I bought this album. I loved yeah. this song. Yeah, it yeah, was like yeah. sexy and cool and a throwback. And right. Then I was like, this guy's like a major talent. This is the guy that did two turntables and a microphone. Yeah, you know, he did Loser. Different. Don't you remember Loser? Yeah, Loser. Right. Is that the? That's not the. I'm a loser, baby. Yeah. That's oh, that's him too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even know. I thought that was somebody else. That was his first big hit. Oh wow. And that actually annoyed me. That's why I didn't like him for a long time. Because I was like, ah, but I don't know You're why. a loser, baby. Yeah. So why don't... Wow, I, I didn't even know that was him. Yeah. So all, there we are. We all we do all know yeah. many of his songs. I loved this song. I loved it back in the... I think this was 99 or and something he, like And he, you know, the album before this one, he released only a sheet Oh, music. I was just going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I just read about that. He released only sheet music. Remember this dick? You think yeah. about Kanye West when he finds this. Exactly. He probably doesn't even know. He's like, you did what? Yeah, he re- <laughs> released an album of only sheet music yeah. so other musicians could interpret right. their songs exactly. and then finally I think like 10 years later a compilation came out of his nonsense I mean <laughs> that would piss off anybody yeah of course so in a way Kanye West has a point on the other flip side of that here's who he wanted to win and to me this is Beyonce and you know I don't think this is any better right to me, this song sounds like every song I've ever heard a black artist do. <laughs> and except it didn't start, or maybe I didn't start it the correct way, with like, uh-huh, yeah. Because right. that's how they all start. Right. Uh-huh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that the white music we just heard before with Beck at the beginning doesn't sound like every white person's right. you know, ballad music. Right. But, but you're right. He won, he won for a career's worth of yeah. work. And also, he you know writes his own songs, and Beyonce has like top hit makers writing right, songs right, for. Right. So I, I mean, that's mean, the thing. It's a, you know you win out. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, can this win every year? This song sucks. And yeah. here's the, here's our other one off this album. Plus, all of these songs came out like two years ago. They oh. came out in December of 2013. So, so does that, like, that still qualifies? I, the... Nobody figures out what qualifies right. the Grammys. They're right. a mess. This song isn't too bad. The way it starts, but I like this song. All right. I like it a lot. But is it a groundbreaking? But is his either? You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, no. I don't know whether she's. At, well, actually, I have the list. Now, here's the thing: the Grammys are always controversial, and it is very clearly run by a bunch of very old white men. Yeah, I mean, it never makes any sense. I have a list of the greatest of the albums that have won. Yeah, Christopher since Cross. Since 1980. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, starting in 1980, we have Billy Joel, 52nd Street. <clears throat> but, I mean, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> the other nominees that year are the, the Doobie Brothers, right. Kenny Rogers. Right. You know, so back then, that's what, yeah, right. Christopher Cross won the next year, but that was an amazing album. <laughs> I mean, it was of. legendary. And who's he up against? He's up against, well, he's actually up against The Wall. Uh, Pink Floyd, yeah, exactly. so that's way lame. So who's complaining that year? <laughs> exactly. Like you're kidding, right? Exactly. Hey, run like the wind. Wait, no, it's, it's sailing instead of the wall. Yeah, I totally. And he weird. was up against Sinatra and Streisand. <laughs> the next year, think about this: um, Steely Dan Gaucho, yes, which is great. Didn't win. No, he lost to John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Well, for the double fantasy, right? You know what? Sure. Yeah, whatever. Wait, had John been shot by then? What year was this? 82. He'd already been shot, right? So obviously, oh, so it's posthumous. Right, they're going to give it to him. What are they not going to give it to him? Right, the next year after that, Toto. But that was a great <laughs> album. Yeah, it's a... And again, they're not, and they're up against the Nightfly, oh, Donald Fagan. Right. 
My bo- my boy. Yeah. But this is all white music until Michael Jackson came along in 1984 and Thriller won. Right. And then Lionel Richie won the next year after. He beat out Purple Rain. Right. From Prince. Right. Um, and Springsteen, born in the USA, well, and that Tina Turner. wasn't that good. That's an interesting year. Phil Collins for No Jacket Required. It makes that, sense. That, <laughs> so that was a monster album. But it uh, he beat out Whitney Houston. Something Kanye West would be very upset right. about. Well, I yeah, I yeah. And he beat out We Are the World, <laughs> the USA for Africa. I well, love that. Thank album. God. <laughs> then Paul Simon won for Graceland, but right. that is that is a fucking great buddy, album. But exactly. Peter Gabriel so also a great also album. Really I know, good. I know, but that's but a let's toss-up. face it, that Paul Simon was an excellent, it groundbreaking, is. interesting. It is. That's an album that should win. That's best album. That's right. You two, the Joshua Tree. Although I Most hate boring it, boring album ever. Made. I agree, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. But it, these white folks from Ireland beat up Whitney <laughs> Houston and Michael Jackson and Prince. Uh, wait, what year? That was eighty six. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Eighty-eight. George yeah. Michael beat out Tracy Chapman and Bobby <laughs> McFerrin. Thank God. That's hilarious. Um, and Bonnie Raitt. Right. For Nick of Time. That was a big album. And it was all up against all white people that year. Right. Traveling Wilburys. Right. And, which technically, that's a great album. that was a great album. Yeah. But hers, I can see. With, but that's a Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. And she made a huge comeback. Right. And then Quincy Jones won for Back on the Block. I don't know what that is with various artists. 91. He beat out Mariah Carey. Yeah, and that's MC a weird Hammer. One. How did he beat out MC <laughs> Hammer? Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. <laughs> That's right. How did he beat that album? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a puzzle. I mean, obviously, Quincy Jones is going to win because he's Quincy Jones. Right. So what I'm saying is they try and cover up their whiteness right. by giving Quincy Jones. And then Natalie Cole won, you know, with her dad's stuff, Right. Oh, that was horrible. You yeah. know, but they yeah. had to. Right, right. Of so course. they're giving, you know, so far, right. we've only found one album <laughs> deserving right. the Paul Simon Graceland of, uh, of an interesting right. win. It's true. It's true. Uh, the Bodyguard soundtrack won the year <laughs> after that. But that album That's was hilarious. huge. You know, Eric Clapton unplugged one before that. I'm sorry. I missed that. Oh, yeah. That was a great album. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah it's all right. It was all right, but he, he beat out a <laughs> But who a did he beat? Of, he beat out Katie Lang, Annie Lennox, all white people. Beauty and the Beast soundtrack. <laughs> it, there wasn't a lot of competition. All right, I guess, I guess he deserved but it. But the Bodyguard soundtrack beat out a bunch of Sting, R.E.M., Billy Joel. This is 94 already. We're still not getting any rappers. Right, right. And right now they should be kind of coming up. But wait, was there another... Like, did they even allow rap in '94 as a? What did they consider? Excellent point. Like, uh, yeah, I don't, wasn't ready for it yet. Right. But that, that's how far behind they are. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. think of it. I remember when they would just give Metallica everything for right. heavy metal because that's the only one they knew. Right. Right. And I just like to point out that '94 was the year two of the greatest hip hop albums of all time came out. That would be Tribe Called Quest. And uh, the Wu Tang Clan. So, oh, is that right? So those they weren't are, ready for that. No, but those are like if you talk to a hip hop guy, that would that That's would be with the old year. Dirty Bastard. Yeah, they're yeah, not going to yeah. give an album the old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> what was up? They were up against Donald Fagan again for no. Kamakirion, which is one of my favorite albums. It's an all white people <laughs> yeah. decision making voting. They competition. really love the Steel and Dan guys, don't well, they? Well, they were these guys were ninety years old who were voting, you right. know, or whatever. They, they were probably in their seventies at the time. It's they true. are completely white. It's true, and they're just so the next year. Tony Bennett unplugged one. <laughs> 95. Okay, yeah, granted, it's 20 years ago, but right. I mean, we know rap is in, you and just grunge. said. How did it... And grunge. Right, where's Nirvana? <laughs> exactly. They're not even nominated. <laughs> exactly. 96, Alanis Morissette won. Okay, we, that was a huge album. It's a I huge guess. album. It's like sometimes you can't overlook I guess. the greatness. Uh, you know, it didn't, there was nothing else going on that year. 
Celine Dion won the year after that. Look right. at this. We're almost into the 2000s. There's not one. Beck was up uh, for something. That Odele one you just said. Right. Who else did she beat that year? Uh, she beat uh, the Fugees. The Fugees. Right, right. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, right. Finally got uh, something the in melancholy. there. Melancholy. And uh, the Whitney Houston Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you, know, you ready for this one? This is a classic. Um, beating out Radiohead. Oh, probably one of their first albums. It's OK Computers. That, that first was huge. No, that was your second huge, album. Right? That was that was I mean, how does that not win is a is a question. Beating out Babyface, you know, <laughs> and uh, Paul McCartney was Bob Dylan. I remember oh, that the one. time out of people, mind. Yep. And people were furious. Yeah, that is They're crazy. Like, what? Yeah, that is Bob crazy. Dylan fans were like, that's his worst album ever. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, what's going on? So that year, that makes Bob Dylan sense. won. There was an outrage. That's I remember. His, yeah. 99, Lauren Hill won. Right. I remember that. That's clearly they're trying to make up That's for really something. Funny. She yeah. beat out Madonna. She beat out Sheryl Crow. She beat out Garbage, right. which I love. Right. And Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> but Lauren Hill is a message sent like, right. uh, we're going to make up for it. It's like a, like a cop arresting a, me it's true. just to make up for, uh, well, I arrested two black people before, so I just want to. <laughs> right. The year after that, and this is a great album and completely deserving, it's but it's Steely Dan, right? No, it's oh. Santana. Oh, right. 2000, uh, Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a huge album. Well, yeah, Who they beat really out? Big. The Backstreet Boys and the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> and TLC. Oh. The year after that, again, was the upset. And this is why I even thought about this Beck album. The Steely Dan album, right. Two Against Nature. Right. Nobody knows any of the songs. Right. It was a horrid album. It was their comeback album. And they beat out Eminem and Radiohead. <laughs> right, which again. And there was an uproar. Yeah, well, that's where your Steely your theory Dan is was 101 <laughs> years old. <laughs> yeah, it's it true. was clearly a white person's voting thing. 2002, you ready for this? The Oh Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack. I remember that. It was what huge. The f- no, but that, you know, I got to say, I mean, it seems bizarre now to whatever. 10-year-olds or whoever. What was, was on that soundtrack? No, it was all old 1930s music. And, like, it was huge. T-Bone Burnett executive produced it. He put together an amazing array of, like, old-time, like, Americana music. So you agree with that Well, choice. I mean, I agree in the logic of the Grammys that it was a huge album that everybody loved. Like, it was really big. Everybody owned it. Everybody Where bought was I? it. I Maybe don't know. that's why I got You're listening to that Steely Dan album. Oh, that's were. right. I was. Um, so, like, it may, it does make sense. Even though, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's just basically a compilation. Right. It's a know? compilation. That's the but joke. Like, I mean, it's like, ridi- so it's so stupid. rude to do to, like, um, Outcast. You know, that right. was a great no, no, album. Right. That was a great song. I don't know how the rest yeah, of the yeah. album Yeah, yeah. No, was, no. So, I mean, I That agree. was an interesting right. song and album. Right. It was. The year after that, Nora Jones won. Right. So. Right. Yeah, you know, but she beat out Eminem again and Nelly. Finally, they finally they put out <laughs> some black people and Bruce Springsteen. Right. Um, and the year after that, Outkast did win. There you go. Uh, so they, and they and all of a sudden. So 2004. Right. Then you have Missy Elliott, uh, Justin Timberlake. Um, you know, at least then you got some variety. Right. right. Of even Justin Timberlake is white, but you know, you know, he's, he's <laughs> right. an interesting white. Um, and then 2005, Ray Charles won. Right. And clearly a Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. Beat out American Idiot by Green Day. Right. Huge mistake because that's a great album. Yeah. I beat out it. Alicia Keys. Beat out Usher. Beat out Kanye West. Right. Right. Ray well, Charles. What's he so going to say about that? <laughs> right. We can't be mad about we that. We can't be mad about Ray. It's true. That's 2005. So for 10 years, 
Kanye West keeps getting beaten out <laughs> by questionable. He's not going to take on Ray Charles. Right, right. So he keeps his mouth shut. Well, what are you going to do? Right. 2006, U2 wins again. Right. Oh, right. For that horrible how to dismantle an atomic right. bomb. That was terrible. Beats out Mariah Carey. Beats out Paul McCartney. Beats out Gwen Stefani. So they didn't. Beats those... out Kanye West. <laughs> again. U2 beat him out. U2 well, yeah, beat no out Kanye West. So mad at the white. So he's. Yeah. This is nine years ago. Right. Burning. He's right. burning now. Uh, that's... He's going crazy. He's got a case. Are you ready for this? The next year. The Dixie Chicks win. <laughs> right, I remember that. Beat Gnarls Barkley. Right. Beat out the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Justin Timberlake. Right. He can't get mad about that. He wasn't nominated. True. The year after that, they pull a fast one on Kanye West, so he can't be mad. And they, they Herbie Hancock wins for another horrible right. body of work album. Right, right. But Kanye West was nominated. <laughs> uh, the Foo Fighters and uh, Amy Winehouse that year. How did that not win? Right, right. Amy Winehouse, that album was huge. That was it was ridiculous. Album. That's true. Uh, but like you said, that was a that was a Herbie's year. But clearly, Kanye West, what can he say? Right. <laughs> but that's what they're saying. They're right. like, well, we don't want Kanye to get mad. Now they right. want him to get mad. Now right. it's clear what they're doing. <laughs> right. They're just baiting they're him. They're just baiting him because he's a dick. <laughs> so the next year, this is a horrible white person thing. Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Oh, win. right, right, right. Now I love that song. Yeah. But they, come on. Yeah, no, it's I mean, Robert it's, Plant, it's, but right. They beat out Coldplay, beat out Neo, beat out Radiohead and Lil Wayne. Right, right. <laughs> I will point out that uh, again, T Bone Burnett produced that album, yes, so he, he clearly is that. a beloved producer Obviously. for the Grammys or right. whatever. The year after that, Taylor Swift won. Right. Uh, Beyonce, she beat up. Is that the year that it happened? Was that five years ago that I, he came I, on stage and it did his thing? Let's see if she uh, won again. Yeah, yeah, that was the year. That would be the year. Yeah, because uh, he beat out. She beat up Beyonce. He, right. Remember, he gets very angry about Beyonce. <laughs> right. Beat out the Black Eyed Peas. Beat out Lady Gaga. Right. Beat out the Dave Matthews Band. Well, yeah. That's um, that's a mistake, because quite frankly, the Black Eyed Peas. Right. Ten times better than that album. Yeah, 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 for sure. Arcade Fire, interesting album. I got no problems with it. Beat out Eminem and Lady Gaga. Wait, what? What year is this? Two thousand and eleven. Got it. But they beat out Katy Perry, Teenage Dream. And quite frankly, that's uh, a fucking great album. <laughs> well, it's it's sort of, I mean, this is where, like, you bring up the question, like, what are you even awarding? Because, like, you know, like, pop, you've got one album that's, like, totally fun bubblegum pop. And it's great bubblegum pop. But it's, and then you compare it to, like, to something that's, like, a you know, like a rock album. Like an anthem. Con- yeah. And it's just, like, well, there's just two different worlds. Like, how do you? Well, like that Lady Gaga album is epic. Yeah, really. no, no, I know, but I'm... I always think it's the same with the Academy Awards. Right. You go down the list and you, you know, I don't mind when they give out an award like the Hurt Locker in a way, because when you go down the list, or this is my favorite thing to do, we'll talk about this next week, Right. and you look at the years, you want to know what's going on in that year sometime, that decade. Right. So I don't have a problem with something like that, but sometimes they're just so way off. Right, well, that's true, yeah. The, now, the next year... Kanye, oh no, he wasn't up again. I'm sorry. I thought he was because <laughs> uh, it was the Foo Fighters, Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, and Rihanna. I can't believe he wasn't upset about Rihanna losing <laughs> to Adele, right? Another big fat white person. Um, but Adele's Adele. Adele, she's a huge, ridiculous superstar, just like Taylor Swift. Right. But again, you know, the black man burned. That's true. The next year. Uh, Mumford and Sons. <laughs> right. 
They're all white, right? Yeah, they're all white. Uh huh. Yeah, that, and they're just. I geez. don't even recognize any of the names. That was a bad year for music. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> this is where my old manness is starting to come out. I now the year relate. after that, last year, Daft Punk. Right. Now that was a huge album. That was a huge album. I, I mean, I know one of the songs, and I right. know it was huge. Uh, and again, there was really nothing going on. They beat out Taylor Swift again and Macklemore or whatever. Sure. Nothing. And then you have. Uh, yeah, he's mad. Beck. Yeah, he's. But Kanye West hasn't been nominated in like ten years. After the Taylor Swift thing, he was never nominated right, again. Right. Right. Well, well he's a, plus he became controversial for all the shit he does, and you know. Well, like, this year he worked with Paul McCartney. You'd think they'd just. Oh, that's true. You know, I mean, that's it's like almost you're doing that to show. The Grammy people are like, no, no, I, <laughs> right. no, I love, uh, I love the <laughs> white man. Oh, Paul McCartney. <laughs> you know what time it is? It's our uh, point where we switch to the uh, TV portion of the show. <laughs> I didn't even get through half of the stuff. I love when I don't get through it. That's I really save funny. up material. There you go. It's really great. I mean, I hope everybody's having a good time. I'm having a good time. We're having yeah, a nice discussion. Great. It's fun, right? It's, I'm enjoying this uh, Grammy retrospective. I know. It's fun. It's, uh, <laughs> I like doing that. My sister liked it when we were bringing up the... Uh, and I, I could have gone another day on Super Bowl halftime shows. Uh, I don't know whether you... Um, I you did. Know, you didn't hear the... I um, did hear some of that. You did? I did hear some of that. I got this new computer, and it's just horrible. Um, no, I had... This is... Uh, where did I put it? Um, you have to hear this. Oh, yeah. Here, here was uh, one of the... Um, <laughs> here's the one of the ones. This was a, this was a Super Bowl halftime show. Up With from, People. Yeah, I remember Up With People, but from like 80, when? 82... <laughs> can you imagine like I, uh I the guys imagine. that i know just sitting there with their mouths open like what? my favorite halftime show was that michael jackson one in 86 oh, with we the, were yeah with the no, 3d no that wasn't 86 that was 90 it was later than you think you're talking about when he came on stage for a minute and a half and didn't move because mm. he he didn't do it he didn't do an 83 we we went over it, it was like 93 really 93 it's later than you think. Yeah, it was surprising. No, it couldn't have been ninety three. I was in high school. I'm telling and it was, you, he and wasn't... it was you had Coke, Coke. You had to get these three D glasses. Yeah, and yeah. And you'd put them on for the. No, it was later than you think. I pro- we went over this last two weeks ago, so I can't go into it with you again, except for this one, which came out in the seventies. I kiss you on the hand, maybe quite continental, but diamonds are girls' best friend. I know I played this last week, but I mean, I, I still cannot get over that that happened, that we lived with this. It's a it just shows you the cultural, you know, mentality. At the what time. are you talking about? Scotty was hoping that was going to happen this week. They were <laughs> hoping they're going to get rid of Katy Perry, and put back Carol Channing again. <laughs> I can't really blame him. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's super fun. But um, I just I wanted to just talk about a couple of TV things before we um, go. Because uh, I watched a show, and I know you love this because you don't know. I love having you as a guest because you know nothing about TV (laughs) because you don't have a TV. You don't care. uh, You don't care. There's a new show called Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, yeah. I actually know about that. You do. I read a New Yorker article about the guy that they based the story on. Oh, really? What? uh, Of course, I forgot half of it. But um, well, I watched it. Oh, there you go. It was actually quite good. But it's really racist. I was going to say, isn't it really insulting? Kind of. Here's um. The opening scene, I just taped it right off the TV. As a kid, there are things that terrify you. Parents 
thank you all for coming. We know you're very busy, but we felt we needed to bring this matter to your immediate attention. This man has been seen in the area handing out drugs to children and telling them their stickers. The children then proceed to lick the stickers and are then on drugs. We are working closely with local authorities, but we also wanted to make you aware so any additional precautions could be taken. Yes, you and back. When do we port cards come out? In my family. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Uh, so the, uh, the 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 episode I saw, she um, her son comes home with straight A's and she gets furious because clearly school's not hard enough. Right. That's kind of funny. That is funny. It was really funny, actually. I gotta um, say, and that girl's kind of hot. So, I mean, it doesn't beat Dog with a Blog. Dog with a Blog is the greatest show. I can't stop watching it. Memo. Dog with a Blog. I haven't told you about that. Well, no, you've told me about it. All right, I saw you. I don't know. Be over. I'm going crazy. Unless you hear him too. Because in that case, alert the media, we've got the world's first talking dog. I thought I was the world's first talking. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Wait, um, was that the dog? That was the dog talking. Did? Yes. He makes me laugh so much. And the opening credits, um, they have like, they're t- trying to take family photos, but he keeps uh, photobombing. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's nothing funnier to Wait, me. Can I, for those of us who've never seen the show, is this a real life Nobody's dog? Nobody's seen it. Nobody's it seen it. Memo, puppet? it's just me. Right. It's a real life dog. I think, I can't tell they do it so well. It's definitely a real life dog, but I think they also use animatronics. It's Disney. So when he's speaking, the is it like they give you know they give him the peanut butter and he chews it? No, and they he's, stick a voice? he's it's really good. Huh. I mean, I have to say, you know, it's good. I mean, I, listen, I know it's ridiculous, but it makes me laugh. I'll sit there when I'm depressed or something. I'm like, oh, my show got canceled. I turn this show on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing out loud. Like people outside, they probably think Robert De Niro's here from Cape Fear. I'm right. like, I'm like, I'm like an idiot. I can't. I'm glad it makes you happy. It does make me happy. Talking dogs, talk. You know that makes me happy. Right. Uh, there is a show starting, I think, in two weeks. I don't want to forget with my favorite show, Bob Smigel and my friend Dino Stamatopoulos. Yes. The Jack and Triumph show. It's starting in right. a couple of days. Right. And uh, I, I just know it's going to be great. It's on Adult Swim, I think, on yeah. Friday nights or something at 10 o'clock or whatever it's on. you got to watch it. You know it's going to be amazing. And it's one of those things where you... Um, one time, the great comedian David Cross, uh, I was at his house. I'm bragging. <laughs> Uh, but he turned me on to this thing, which now you can find on YouTube, but before there was YouTube, called Look Well, yes. which I've told you about, no, it's or maybe great... even before we met you saw it, I don't know, but Adam West, uh, done by Conan O'Brien and Bob Smigel. It was maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never laughed so hard in my entire life. Yeah. And I've asked both Smigel and Conan, or the people at Conan, I don't know Conan, but his writers, uh, Jonathan Groff, about whether Adam West gets it right, or whether he's just a jackass. <laughs> right. And I got different answers from both. <laughs> right. Smigel said he completely got it, and Conan's people said he's an idiot. <laughs> right. Um, now I think he gets it. I feel like he's on Family Guy and stuff. Maybe he gets it. I don't know. You know but back then, 20 years ago, right. not so sure. Yeah. Anyway. Things weren't as ironic. I go to then. David Cross, who really, truly is a comic genius. I mean, I'm not sure. using the term lightly. Yeah. And I said... What the fuck would they do next week? And he goes, the, this is the greatest thing. You have to trust the people that bought this to you. <laughs> That's all you need to say. Because I'm thinking, what, how would they go another week? Right. Trust the people that bought it to you, that they have a plan. Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's like this 
Triumph show, you know, it's like, wh- wh- how are you going to sustain this? Yeah, no, you I gotta... completely am in, in Smigel, I trust. Sure. He's great. I wanted to be associated with that show. I wanted to be a part. It just didn't work out. I'm hoping maybe next season yeah. there's something I can do. I get, you know, I just want to be a part of it because I know it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. The uh, show, Fresh Off the Boat, got killer ratings. It did. First week. There you go. La- uh, yesterday, it kind of tanked. <laughs> it did very well, uh, but... Listen to this. We weren't on the air last week, or whatever we are call ourselves. The Super Bowl yeah. <laughs> had a, a 39.1 share. Yeah, well. Okay? Uh, I just want to say, the blacklist, which followed the Super Bowl right. as the heralded show right. that NBC is like, we're going to put on our best show. Right, stay you know, tuned. They did this with Friends. Mm-hmm. They did this with uh, uh, Glee. The Fox did it, which was a huge mistake. Um there's, you know, actually one day next year, we'll, we'll go through all the shows that they've done to try and start new shows that have been complete bombs with our favorite Mexican comedian, that idiot. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- Rodriguez. Yeah, Paul, Paul Rodriguez. Rodriguez. They right. did one for him. And he goes, listen, in my country, we got to sleep seven. You know, I love doing that invitation. Um, the Super Bowl, you ready? 39.1. Yeah. The Blacklist. And this is a hit. Right. 8.4. Wow. <laughs> that is a, that's a huge number that it'll never have again, right. the blacklist. Right. Do you understand that the next show, the Grammys killed this year, got an 8.3. That's huge. Wow. Because normally a hit is a three. Yeah, yeah. That's a big... The Big uh... Bang Theory this week was number two, got a 4.6. That's huge. That's a big number. It usually has a three. And Empire, the yeah. new uh, black you know, music show, right? 4.6. Those are very big numbers. What about that uh, cheesy uh, Camelot uh, musical parody, uh, whatever? The... It went off. Oh, they, really? they, it wasn't on last week. Oh. It, it finished. It's run. Oh, oh. They actually, uh, I watched every episode. <laughs> I, I don't know. I see what's coming. And uh, they actually had a very funny, uh, I got to get a recording, of it, a very funny end to their season. They only had a four-episode season. Right, I see. Or maybe eight. I don't know what it was, but... Um, very funny song at the end, like, we don't know if there'll be a season two, uh-huh. but we're hoping that you'll join us if there is. I so that, that was very funny. Um, now, are you ready for this? Now, the other stations, when the Super Bowl's on, this year it was on NBC, the other stations, we're talking about CBS, Fox, ABC, what do they put on? You know, their question is, well, what do we do? They just put on their regular program. They're, not, they're right. just hoping for the best. Right. Now, that's the time where I should have a show. Right. You know, we well, give me a chance. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying. PBS. Yeah. For four years in a row now, in a master stroke of genius. Do you know what they put on? Um, You're not looking at my sheet. No, I can't see it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Masterpiece Theater. I have no idea what PBS is putting on. They're going for it all. Reading Rainbow? Well, think about it. They put on Downton Abbey. <laughs> right. <laughs> the exact opposite. Right. Of who watches the Super Bowl. Right. They got a 9.4 share. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it was the number two watch show of the night. Wait, that was during the Super Bowl? During the Super Bowl. Wow, that's kind of genius. During. I'm talking about not just during. It was at 9 o'clock. That was when the shit was going down. Right. Where, like, the fun stuff was happening. So by the time that show ended, and it wow. never dropped off. Wow. There was an interception which cost the Seahawks the game. <laughs> right, Which right. propelled the Patriots to this be their sixth, their fourth yeah, yeah. Super Bowl. No, I get it. And people were watching, well, hello, sir. <laughs> well, must I say, if we're going to do this, actually, I'm, 
I was wondering. <laughs> I guess you know I'm, that's surprising. I I didn't. Think I'm, that I only many know people... this because I was watching that. Right. <laughs> that's amazing. That's I actually... wanted to turn it on while we were watching this. Well, no, Super I was going to say I was. You know, I'm surprised we didn't watch the Puppy Bowl at all this I, year. What we, happened? Because um, we were somebody else's house and I oh, didn't have I control. See. I don't know how their TV works. <laughs> their TV where we were. Remember, where I were my my friends were nice enough. My friend Lee, who was the first guest on this show, he has a wonderful house on the Upper West Side and. Um, the TV, like the speakers are embedded in the wall. Yeah, you can't even so see So I them. have no idea how the remote works. <laughs> right. The TV is inside the wall. As the, I said, well, what if the speakers blow out? It's like, <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah. So it's hard I to explain. The same question. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it because I'm like, why do we hear crowd noise? Right. I don't see any speakers. Right. Well, that was a fun place to watch the Super Bowl. It right? is. It they is. have a really nice place. We also, we got the chicken wings from Irene's husband. Right. I uh, got them from downtown, but... And I love those chicken wings, and they were excellent. But damn, if uh, Straight Lee, which is actually Gay Lee, mm-hmm. and his husband, I really can't, it's very difficult with that term, but um, Alan, if they didn't bring that unbelievable oh, Korean wings. fried chicken yeah, wings, those are great. holy shit. Yeah. Yep. Those were amazing. They're not buffalo wings. Uh, Jackson Heights. They were amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, we're doing that this for Valentine's Day. Oh. I'm hanging out with a couple of gay guys. Well, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> I'm not going to. I can't get a date for Valentine's <laughs> Day because that's just. I could. This girl asked me out. She goes, hey, when are we going to go? I'm like, well, not Saturday. <laughs> yeah, why didn't you? Why? Uh, it's too much pressure. Right? This sounds like more fun. Right. You're with the gay guys. You're just hanging out. You know, nothing. Right. You know, and then we, we're eating fried chicken. Right. The, the, the party. Is for our friend Marvin, whose birthday it is. Oh. So we're going to eat fried chicken wings and have beer. Oh, that's very uh, nice. They don't sound that gay when they're talking about that. <laughs> you know, like, that sounds like a good Wait, time Marvin for was me. the guy at the Super Bowl. Yeah, party. yeah, yeah, that nice guy, right? He's a really, really nice. great guy. Yeah, so it's his birthday. So perfect. I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. I got plans for Valentine's Day for the there first time go. in 20 years. Uh, you might get lucky, too. You might. You never know. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it is Marvin's birthday. I actually met his uh, boyfriend yesterday. His name is Igor. Igor. <laughs> He's a dancer on a cruise ship. <laughs> I mean, it can't get any gayer. I'm not sure if it can, right? Well, he must have met on the cruise ship. I'm not sure how they met, but uh, anyway, that's... But these wings, they were, they were phenomenal, right? Uh, just to uh, end up the thing, this... Uh, I'm just I'm just looking at the list of shows if there's anything noteworthy. Not really. The I, You know, I love looking at the ratings and stuff like that, and... Um, let me see if I got to everything so, as you wind down. Uh, is, I, I, have to, I, just, I just need clarification. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cable, does that, is that list including like cable shows? or is this No, just it's not. Just TV? a network. However, th- I'm glad you mentioned that. There is a show starting tonight that I'm taping on cable. I don't usually talk about cable, but this is, um, it's called Shit's Creek. Have you heard about it? Yeah. Well, I've seen the things on the subway. Yeah. It's like a bunch of rich people or something. Well. Who are broke or something. Yeah, about the rich people. But you know who it is? No, I, I, I have no okay, idea. Okay, well, this, uh, you know, I dem- I called up my sister and um, told her, my niece, record your mother's uh, DVR. Because uh, this is a show, it's called Shit's Creek, and it is starring my favorite people, Eugene Levy, oh, Catherine O'Hara, oh. and Chris Elliott. Oh, Jesus, if that awesome. show's not going <laughs> to If that show sucks... Houston, we have a problem. Oh, I had no idea. So Chris Elliott was on Letterman last night doing his final appearance ever. Right. And I've always worshipped Chris Elliott. Yeah, he's He was greatest. hilarious. He did a little funny song he did to Sir With Love, but he did it to Dave With Love. Uh-huh. It's still funny. And so he's on the show. I, I don't see... I mean, I don't know. I'm hoping for the best. I'm right. hoping for the best. Those are some of my favorite people. SCTV is my favorite. Everybody knows on this show that I worship Martin Short. Right. Well, who's who? Like, who's behind the... Oh, who's writing it's a, it well, here's writing. the problem with it for me. Only just because I'm jealous. 
Eugene Levy and his son created it. Oh. And that makes me crazy because my father sold bras and girdles. You know, like oh. I'm doing a stupid podcast out of my house because <laughs> my dad's not Eugene Levy. <laughs> right. Which is really funny because when I was little, I always dreamed of having my own show and having Eugene Levy play my father. Can you believe this? <laughs> and now it's come full circle. He's actually got a son. Right. They're writing together. Right. This is my dream wow. that my dad was, you know, uh, Jerry Stiller. Right, right. So, That's God crazy. damn it. I mean, I'm sure he's talented. I've heard the show's good. The premise is that they're rich, but they lose all their money. Right. But before they lost their money, Eugene Levy bought this town called Shit's Creek for his son as a joke uh-huh. because of the name. Yeah. And now they have to live there. <laughs> they have no money because they I own see. it. And it's a cable show. It's a cable show. It's on the Pop Network, which used to be the TV Guide Network. Had to look that one up. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a weird one. Uh, but that looks awesome. It I does, have no idea. It does look awesome. It looks amazing. And uh, I don't know. I'll tell you all about it next week, I guess. When we have our Oscar special, I mean, I guess we'll hear this back. But I think it worked out pretty good today. I think so, yeah. Like, we'll let the, the people will decide. And yeah. If we continue, we will have an Oscar special next week. Because, you know, I was trying to come up with shows for, you know, still gambling. Trying to keep the show on the air Oscar's when it was great. on the air. and. Right. I'm just like, well, here's what I could do. I can do the Grammys. I can do the Oscars. I can do the playoffs. And you were like, yeah, you're fired. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let, you know, tweet me back. Tell me if you like the show. And, um, you know, just please listen and tell your friends if you, if you like it or, you know, even if you hate it, tell me what's wrong. It's good. And, Memo, thank you so much for your help. No, today. put great. up this makeshift studio. No, it which, sounds um, great. You it did a great job out of nothing. Well. You are truly the MacGyver of podcasts. Thank you. Because we even had to make a late night call to Radio Shack. And Memo's like, now, wait a minute. Don't call them. It's true. I think I can fix this. It's true. How long does the song go for? It's pretty- it goes for about 40 minutes. All right. No, that's all. And what? I was saying goodbye. No, well, you no. got a problem? You just told me you can no, go no, for no, four I'm hours. joking. I'm joking. Are we running out of time? No. Are you kidding? We've all got- right, everybody. I'm not going to say this is the spread with Dave Just Guys because it's not. This is just the Dave Just Guys show, and it's awesome. The it's Dave true. Just Guys show. Fuck the spread. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, not you people. Stand up labs. Right. Even though they're, they're all right. They're all right. They're very nice people. They anyway, are. 20 years ago, I would have said, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> them. I would have left a flaming bag of duty at their doorstep like Bess Meyerson. Yeah, you would have bought all their website names. Yeah, you're like. damn right I would have. <laughs> but I'm not that guy anymore. We'll see you next week. I'll be Dave Joskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskowskow